Confusing. Um, I am <laughs> couldn't be more excited to be here. Welcome to everyone around the world to Teachers Change Lives podcast. Uh, if you're a teacher out there in Australia, welcome back in Queensland. Uh, welcome back to the school year. Uh, it's so wonderful to be kicking off with our students. Mm. My name is Shaz Angel. Uh, as we know, I'm a biology and HP teacher by trade. I am the incredibly proud principal of Mastery Schools Australia in Queensland, in Springfield. And joining me today, as always, is the talented, handsome, he always tells me to say handsome, um, <laughs> Mr. Will White uh, from Melbourne in Australia. How are you doing? Thanks, Shaz. It's great to be here. I have noticed that you've mentioned handsome a couple of times. Uh, unprompted, mm, unprompted, despite it's what you say. It's in yeah. the script. You put it in the script and I thank you for it. <laughs> great to Excellent. be here. Um, so I, um, we're all back at school now. Um, I've been back for a bit longer than you. And, I'm not uh, back yet. Well, by the time our listeners are hearing this, you're back. Uh, we'll be um, so it is has been for me. Um, it's just been so great to see the kids' little faces, um, to see all of the students who used to be at my school, and then we've obviously doubled in numbers, and all of our new families and our students, and seeing how well they've settled in has been. Uh, it's always the highlight at the start of the year. Who are the new kids? How are they going to go? Who are they going to make friends with? Uh, mm. It's it's a great time to be a teacher. Do you agree? Very busy time. Absolutely, I do. Very Lots of excitement. It must be amazing starting back with twice as many students as you had ending last year. Fantastic achievement. And look, that might just add that extra layer of, of chaos and excitement um, on top of everything else that would go with the start of the year at a school. It does. And so... Privileged position, I can shout out to the Mastery Schools Australia staff. There's, we've got, we had one campus in 2021, two campuses in 2022. There's going to be four campuses in 2023. Mm. And look out, Australia, many more campuses coming in 2024. So um, our staff love kids. They uh, care about all learners. They know every single student can learn and um, our students are thriving. So thank you to the service that our amazing staff are doing at Mastery Schools Australia. As I know that every principal around Australia and the world would love to be able to say to all of their staff, the work that they're doing is amazing. Absolutely. Power to you. Great stuff. So I want to just say a quick thank you to uh, somebody else who cares about teachers and the um, all around, particularly around Australia. And I believe that Video Pro is actually a worldwide country, um, company. So Video Pro has um, sponsored our show. They care about teachers, they care about students, and they're making sure that our schools all around Australia and the world are interconnected and can have all of the IT and AV equipment required to make sure that students can thrive. So thank you so much to Video Pro caring about us um, as we care about teachers and students all around Australia and the world. 300,000 teachers in Australia and 80, how many, 80 million, million teachers worldwide. That's a lot. So if, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, tag a friend um, so we can celebrate them. 
Hmm. Talking we want about... To go, we want to go a bit further than Spain. We do have a listener in Spain, so hola. Hola. Say hola to Miguel. Yes. Um, we want to get uh, more countries on board. Please do. Hmm. Um, spread the word and um, so we can celebrate everyone and tell all of your stories. And we have a absolute ripper of a story to share on this episode. Uh, I couldn't be, I actually couldn't be more excited. Um, this, this particular inspiring story resonates with what I stand for in education, what Mastery Schools Australia is all about. Um, so we're going to kick off and head very quickly into our inspiring story for today's episode. All right, so I would love to introduce Jen Travaskis. I have been drinking. Um, Jen (laughs) Travaskis to the show. Welcome, Jen. Yay. Hello, Jen. Thank you. Can you hear us? Hello. Yes. It's so good to have you here. Um, There we go. The studio audience has kicked in. All right, they're going to get even more excited because we're going to share your story tonight. So, um, so, so Jen um, belongs to a very interesting alumni. So the primary school that she attended was um, Buraragoon Primary School in Perth. She also went to Ringwood Height Primary School in Melbourne. And then she took a very sharp turn and headed many kilometres away as she headed to Baker Elementary School in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in USA. And she also went to Boyce Middle School, Middle School in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in USA. Um, the secondary school that she attended was Tintern Grammar School. And then she headed off to university where she completed a Uh, a Bachelor of Arts and Bachelor of Education at Monash University. And she then completed her Master's of Education in Special Education Needs at Deakin University. I'm out of of breath. I'm out of breath. There's a lot there. There's more to come too in her biography. Jen's an educator, a mum, a wife, a lover of theatre, reading coffee and champagne. So she is a woman after my own heart here. Her happy place is the dance floor at a wedding or backstage in a theatre, probably uh, the best nomination of Happy Places I've ever seen. Her business, Growth Education Support, is part tutoring, part formal intervention, part therapy, part student and parent carer advocacy. She's qualified and experienced inclusive education teacher, which would formerly be known as Special Ed. Uh, She works one-on-one with students and their families who require learning or behaviour support. She has 28 students this year ranging from prep to year 12. She works Monday to Friday and then all day Saturday. So that's amazing. Power to you. Uh, She presents professional learning for teachers uh, from the needs of individual students, the specifics of certain diagnoses to broader concepts of inclusion in education. She's passionate about uh, inclusion, particularly in an educational setting and believes that everybody's growth looks different. Welcome, Jen. Great to have you on. Kind of um, uncomfortable hearing all that stuff about yourself. Oh. Well, it might be a bit, must be a bit, uh, a bit confronting. It's all a bit much, really. 
A little bit much. And look, uh, look, it's embarrassing of you, I know, but you left off the fact that we worked together for a couple of years. Um, I liked. There was a period of time when I referred to Will as my work husband, which was quite confusing because his real wife's name is Jen. (laughs) That's right. um, Yeah, it was Uh, an awkward time for some. Jen and Jen. I love it. I love it. Oh, Jen, um, I... Thank you for the work that you've um, that you are doing and the work that you've done and um, your your vision and just your knowledge that absolutely every child can learn every child deserves the right to learn uh, and you I know that you're already making a massive impact in education and the business that you've set up is having a massive impact on on student lives so I can't wait to hear mm. all about this absolutely. and um, but first of all we would love yeah. to hear. From you, so you've had a, a obviously a very well-rounded um, education yourself by being able to be educated in multiple countries. So that's really exciting. So uh, tell me, who's the teacher that's positive, positively impacted your life? Well, I've I've got two there that I've named. One from a student perspective, but then another as an educator. So like a from a colleague, um, collegiate perspective. So do you want to? Which one do you want to? Let's let's start with you as, as as yeah go, go start with the student and then yeah. and then we can so we might I'm, I'm interested interested to be able to hear in both perspectives um, from you so let's start with you as a student sure sure so my um yeah, she was my VCE drama teacher but I think I had her what does for, what does VCE um, stand for uh, the Victorian Certificate of Education so the school yeah. leaving year eleven and twelve um, HSC that yep. equivalent. Um, uh, with the greatest name, um, just the greatest teacher name ever, Patricia Yakovlevich. Um, that is beautiful. <laughs> I, so I'm I'm quite tall. I'm I'm about six feet tall, and she was about the same. And she's just like a pipe cleaner of a woman, but she just dressed sort of glamorously and colourfully all the time. And she's just the most remarkable um, person. Um, and so then insert someone who's incredibly passionate about art and creativity into the classroom with, um, you know, motivated students that just, it was kind of the perfect recipe for, um, for engagement and study. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was, she was ace. And I still occasionally, because um, my, like my mum still lives near where um, we went to school. And so, you know, occasionally at the shops with mum out near her place and I'll, I'll see her in the supermarket and she just... Uh. She stops, she says hi, she remembers everything about your life, you know, gets stops for a quick update and, yeah, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. And I just think about how many other people have that experience of her. Like that's, I don't believe I'm special. I think she does that for everybody. I think she's got that kind of And this is the thing, memory. isn't it, isn't it, Jan, that, um, that she possibly taught for many years and you're still seeing her now and she re- remembers you and... Yeah. So this is the amazing thing about teachers, the number of names, names and stories that they need to remember. If you just go with names, that's one thing, but having to, you're remembering their stories and the intricacies of their lives and those connections. There's so much that needs to happen in that long-term memory to be able to, um, to remember all of those things. And yeah, so that's just a beautiful relationship and it's a great teacher who can remember so many of those kids and the stories behind um, their growth and their experience. That's Absolutely. so beautiful. Does she know how, how does, she, does she know that you would name her as the, um, the teacher that had the, the biggest impact on you? 
like maybe. If she like, does now. She said, well, we need to. We have said, to turn. Yes. I, I think if she, if she, like, if she, one, I'm, I'm picturing a response from her, and to, if I were to look in her face and say, "You were like the teacher that had the greatest impact on me at high school," she would say something like, "Of course I did," and then walk away, <laughs> like, <it'd> be, like <laughs> fully, yeah. you know, tongue, tongue firmly in cheek, but she would have yes. very much like, I don't think that would come as a surprise. That's beautiful. Trits is spectacular. I can already picture her right now. Yes. Beautiful. So what about as an educator? So you obviously have a master's in education. um, So you've worked as a teacher. So tell me about as an educator, who is the teacher or the educator who's had, who's positively impacted your life? So I feel like, um, well, I don't know how he'd respond to this, actually, because I think he'd probably yeah. get a little bit uncomfortable. But um, uh, the wonderful Shane Kamsner is his name, who is currently the principal at my son's school. That's um, beautiful. I worked with him um, in a at a secondary school um, in the learning development department, and he encouraged me to get my master's um, so that I think he had a job lined up for me um, that I would have required the masters to do There's certain assessments and things that you can't conduct without the masters in Victoria. So that he was he was encouraging me to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I yeah I think he had a job lined up for me, and then I took the year off <laughs> because my son started prep and I needed to be at home. Um, uh, but Shane's Shane's um, oh man, he's a psychologist and a teacher. So in a learning development. Um, sense he's just this just the the font of all knowledge um gentle presence this incredible calming um even really even tempered like I don't think I ever saw him flustered I saw him get angry once but even then it was just this kind of control um really measured stayed really articulate like just incredible emotional uh, regulation um beautiful but absolutely so encouraging with everybody who worked in that department with all of the students like all of those kids had so much respect for him um I yeah did my master's while I was working with him um and the number of times I'd sort of stick my head into his office and say hey can I just ask you a question and you know would you say that twice exceptionality is more prevalent in you know da 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 whatever and he'd give me he'd give me (laughs) as much time as he had and sometimes that was an hour you know, sometimes yeah. it was five minutes yeah. um, or sometimes it was, you know, let's make a time and talk about this later. But he never said no. Um, to this day, I spent an hour on the phone with him um, early term four last year. I had a year 12 student doing an unscored year 12 um, and had some questions about the, um, the rules and regulations stuff. Um, and he spent an hour on the phone with me going through the specific rules that I needed to kind of look up and cite and even gave me some kind of, you know, if you're speaking to the principal at that school, here's the phrase you want to use because this is how you're going to connect, you know, get them to hear what you're trying to say. Just knows his stuff um, and he's incredibly generous with his time. And, yeah, so to see him knowing how much of a mentor he is to me, then to see my son in his school um, is just, it's just a beautiful thing. Like we, and they, amazing. I'll divert with a little personal anecdote, but um, my son was having a rough day one day and I went to pick him up a little bit early and um, Shane was waiting with him 
And I said to um, my son, I was like, do you, you, you know, you might not remember because my son was in the like kinder um, when I was working with Shane. And I said, um, Mr. Kamsner actually taught you how to use spray and wipe. Like he got the squirty bottle out and showed you how to hold it and <laughs> spray the tables and we wiped down the tables one afternoon or whatever. Um, and my son looked up at him and he said, oh, so we've worked together before. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And Shane said, oh, yes, old, old teammates. Yes, old yes, teammates. Very good. Yeah, we've, done, we've tackled it all. We have, a, we've done it all together. He's That's a great young man, That's your right. boy. So shout out, shout out that school and shout out. Um, uh, so what school is Shane Kamsner the principal of? So it's a, a, a magical place. I like to imagine that it's kind of like a, a magic toadstool that only people who are looking for it can see it. Um, it's a school called mm-hmm. Rossbourne, um, which is in Hawthorne. That's for neurodivergent children only. Um, and they are 7 to 12. Um, there's only 144 kids in the school in total. So really small classes, really targeted um, personalised learning. Um, and it's it's... A remarkable place. My son has struggled. Um, my son is autistic. I did. I actually spoke to him before um, we sat down to do this and asked my son if it was okay for me to talk about his diagnosis, and he said yes, that would be fine. So, mm-hmm. all consenting um, anecdotes here. Um, uh, but you know, he's really, really struggled um, to connect at school and just manage all of the sensory um, sort of expectations of a mainstream school. Um, and I was just saying before, he's about to go back next week um, and he's excited. He's looking forward to seeing his friends. He's looking forward to yeah. finding out who his teachers are. He's, he's keen as mustard. And if you'd said that to me 12 months ago, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah. So it's it's a magical, magical place. And it's because they know what they're doing and they're, you know, they're wonderful at their jobs and they care about the kids. It's not magic. Yeah. It's hard work yes. and dedication and all yeah, of those it's things. A, and it's a, plan, it's a plan and the right staff and the right programs and and all of those things, absolutely. But it feels, it, I can only imagine, it feels, it feels like magic like for magic. the parents. As a mum, yeah. yeah, it feels like magic. And and you're an educator, so you understand everything behind this, but it's, it's, it's hard for mainstream schools to actually... Um, to actually deliver on because um, for so many things, so so many restrictions with uh, in mainstream education, but it so it does feel like it, it's magic if if you haven't seen it in seven years of, of your child's education and the transformation can just be um, it's like a, a a light has turned on in in it's children. Life, it's it's life changing. And it's yeah. life-changing for our whole family. It's not just, like, it's for him, which is amazing, and that's great, but it's, you know, just the stress levels in the entire family. It oh, is remarkable Jen. when the needs of the individual are being met, how it impacts yep. the people around them. Like it's, Absolutely. It's, it's not I'm so, science, really. I st- but. No, but, it, it, but, but, it, then, but then it is. So it, I'm so glad that you found, you found the magic and you found the right place for your, your child to, to thrive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't be happier for him and, and for you and your, and your whole family. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, so you were, we taught together um, at, a, at a school and you made the very courageous decision to branch out with your own business with uh, growth education support. I'm really interested in finding out, and I do know a bit of the backstory, but I wanted you, from your perspective tonight, um, what gave you the confidence to do that? And how did, how did you come to working out that there's 
enough of a market for you to to grab hold of and to um, to help here? Um, well, just kind of blind, unfounded arrogance is probably what gave me the confidence to <laughs> step in and give it a crack. Um, I, I, I do feel confident that I know... I, that I that I trust myself in this space. So I, I would describe that I've always had a pretty good radar for yeah. um, the kids with additional needs and being able to kind of be motivated to figure out what it is that they need in a classroom context. That's just, mm. it's just a, a skill that I have that I've, yep. Um, yep. you know, nurtured and, and developed and whatever. So the idea that I'd be working in this field is not surprising. Um the reason I felt like I couldn't keep giving that in a school context, because that's a question I get a lot is like, well, why aren't you just in the, um, you know, learning development department in a school or why don't you go and work in a, um, a, a specialist school environment or whatever um, is because of all of those, because of all those rules and because mm. of all the other things at a school that are, they're important Um but where I thrive is in those parent meetings and where I thrive is in the one-on-one time with the kid going through the specifics of a task. And if I'm employed as a classroom teacher, that can never be my top priority. There will always be something. There will be yard duty. There will be report writing. There will be staff meetings and assemblies and all of those sorts of things. And I couldn't ever prioritise those things that I am best at in that context um and the idea came from i took a year off um after we worked together i took a year off um with the intention of studying and then um was pregnant and so didn't didn't do that um but it was the parents in the schoolyard it was when i was going to pick up um, my eldest son from school the number of people who um oh can i just pick your brain can i hey the teachers just told me this about my kid. What do you think about that? And just having those kind of conversations, I'd start then going, yeah, okay, well, I'll, I can do some work after school. I'll have a read with your kid and let's see, you know, give you a, give you a bit of a perspective, um, you know, beyond just what you've been told. And then found myself more and more and kind of, I've described it before as like acting like a translator. So I'm between the classroom teacher and the parent going, okay, well, mum and dad, this is what the teacher means when they say, you know, struggling to decode their prep level readers and they're in grade two. This is this is what that means. And then for the parents to respond as, as it is perfectly reasonable to do, kind of emotionally be able to say to a teacher, listen, mum and dad are worried that what you're saying is their kid's not able to learn or that they're going to fall behind or whatever. And so that that middle ground where teachers have to tread carefully with what they're saying um, in their, when they've got their professional hat on, um, you know, and sometimes sometimes it's towing a party line maybe. Sometimes it's just watching, you know, protecting yourself. You, you don't want to say something um, that you can't kind of take back or say something that could be misinterpreted. Um, but then also for families who just don't know what to ask. And so they're coming going, well, what does this mean? And the teacher says, well, I've told you. And the kind of this stalemate situation. And so finding myself often as the third wheel in those conversations, but having success with it and going, oh, you just need someone who can say, you know, what she's saying is blah. 
oh, okay, yeah, or, you know, and so that then, um, you know, I picked up sort of four or five students who became clients who are still students of mine now, um, picked them up in that year while I was um, cooking a baby um, and <laughs> then, yeah, just stuck with it and kind of then picked up more. And, like, honestly, most of my advertising is word of mouth. I don't I do a social media post every now and again, but the number of people who contact me and they say, oh, my friend such and such put me on to you and, you know, it's that it's just – the relational aspect of it and I'm, I've got the privilege of being able to go a little bit closer with families than a classroom teacher could. Absolutely and the knowledge as well you so you know what what the experience as a teacher is and and all of the additional demands and then they've got the 28 kids in the class and they so there's never a I don't want every child in my class to learn but often there's there's a time issue and there's often a I don't actually I don't. I didn't learn this at university. How do I help this person? And and I don't want. Yes. But I don't want to tell the 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 parent. I don't. I don't actually know. I don't. I want to, but I don't know what to do with your child. So without a doubt, it takes a village to raise a child. It most certainly takes a village to educate a child. It sounds yeah. to me like you're the you're the middle person because the parents have got the best of intentions and the teacher has the best of intentions, but then. Sometimes our defence mechanisms go up that then stop us from being able to communicate really effectively. So it sounds to me like you're you're breaking all of that down so that we can actually have a real conversation about the most important person in this conversation, which is that kid, that little sweet kid that's sitting in front of us who just wants to be able to read and just wants to be able to do his maths and make friends and do all of those things um, that will help him to thrive. Does that sound and right? Step beyond that, because we've talked a lot, exactly, as you've just said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've talked a lot about all the adults in that equation. The beauty of the work I do with the kids is that so much of um, I, my, my aim is to be working these kids towards being able to self-advocate. Absolutely. So that they understand themselves as a yeah. learner and can yep. articulate in a classroom, you know, no, I actually need you to write that down for me. Like yeah. I can't, I can't take it in listening. I yeah. need you to write yeah. down the instructions, or yeah. I do need you to show me again. And it's not because I wasn't listening. I need, yeah. you know, or um, yeah, I need I twenty-four need to, to forty up. repetitions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Or yes. Just <laughs> highlight it for me. Can you highlight yeah. it for me, please? Like it's, it's my my goal. I like to, <laughs> um, I kind of like to think of myself as. Um, this is, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how this sounds when I say it out loud. I like to think of myself a bit like Mary Poppins. Like I'll I'll leave when you don't need me anymore. You know, I, I want to work with you until yeah. you don't need me anymore. I would love to be redundant. I would love yes. to not be uh, needed. Yeah. Um, and so I'll like I've got kids who um, a student of mine this year is in year nine and I've worked with her since she was in grade four. Um, I'll stay with her until year twelve if that's what her family want. But I feel like I feel like I might be able to start stepping back and that's just so beautiful that's amazing those connections are happening and she's owning it and she's um you know understands herself and is you know even just things like selecting subjects at high school that play to her strengths and 
Um, she knows that she can drop Max at the end of next year, and we're both very excited about that. But she, you know, she doesn't have to suffer through that anymore because it's just too hard, and she doesn't. It's not how she learns. And but yeah, she won't need me. There will come a point where she doesn't need me to hold her hand, and that's yeah. that's ace. I love that. Yeah, that's what you want. I love that you want to make yourself redundant. Um, yeah, because there because there's. Uh, so that you can give each of the kids that you're working with the time that they need, and and I I know that there's there is there's so many kids that need um, need somebody uh, need a gen in their life to be able to help them to find the words and help to break down those barriers so that the parents can do the work that they want to do and the teachers can do the work that they want to do so that they can help every child thrive. Exactly. Oh, Jen, I'm Brilliant. so glad. I'm so glad that you've it's made that these simple. great. Yeah. <laughs> great. Uh, 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 but, uh, just, I, just empower the student. That's it. That's all you have to do. <laughs> so, but it, it must have been a um, it must have been a difficult decision though to choose to leave um, traditional education with your all of your great um, education behind you. Was how did you? So you had the blind faith. So was it difficult or did, did you just know that this was a gap out there that needed to be filled and you knew that you yeah. knew that you could fill it? I knew I knew it was a gap and I knew there was a market and I know um, from a parent perspective that the um, there needs to be um, uh, you know like it's one thing if you need to go and see a psychologist or a speech therapist or an occupational therapist those kind of skills based skill building, capacity building, in incredibly important services. They also cost like 250 bucks an hour and you have to wait six months to get into them. So I knew there was work available to mm. be a kind of a launch pad to some of those other allied health services. I knew that would be there, um, that, that the work would be there. But I also just, when I think about, I, my, first year, my first year in a classroom was 2004. I taught grade one. Um, and I think I think I've done my maths right. Those kids would be 24, 25 this year, um, which makes me feel a little bit sick. But anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink to that actually, Jen. I'll drink to that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I've got other students by nature of having been in secondary schools as well. I would have students who are now older than that as well, but because I got to them later. In their life, like I don't know. Anyway, I should yeah. map it all out. Anyway, not the point <laughs> of the story. I've lost my train of thought. I've distracted myself with telling anecdotes. Um, I, I, when I reflect on my teaching career, I, I have an immense frustration with the system, and I've mm. always been, um, even when I was like, so my started my career as a primary school teacher, classroom generalist, um, but I was always the teacher who. Um, uh, you know, this this child just needs a bit more TLC this year or this child really needs an empathetic um, teacher. This child needs someone who's really patient. I, I always had those kids. And so I had one year where like 14 out of 26 kids were all in reading recovery. Um, and, you know, there were three kids who were at standard at the start of the year and that was that was that was the student who ended up in my classroom and they were beautiful and I loved them and we all had a great time and it was wonderful. But I was, I kept attracting these kids who needed more different attention and so would be <laughs> frustrated by the system frequently because there's this um, 
need needs not the right word I can't think of the right word but just this kind of push to get all those kids ticking the boxes and mm. make sure by the end of the year that every kid has ticked all those boxes and make sure that if they haven't ticked the boxes you've talked to the parents and you've explained mm. to them how you're going to get them to tick those boxes in the next six months and just that kind of pressure to square pegs in round holes right and, and I'd be looking at these pushing, things going pushing forward with the same things in yeah. place and just keep pushing forward yes and going, well, so why can't I just do it differently? And every school going, oh, but you can't. And now, <laughs> the longer I've spent in the beers, the more I know, actually, you can. <laughs> and you you really can. There are some rules that, you know, there are loopholes everywhere, but also within the guidelines of what, um, what the government, you know, tells the education system to do, there is absolutely capacity to do things differently. It's most often that teachers don't know they're allowed yeah, to. Yes, they don't know. Or, and and so, they don't know they're allowed to or what to do. Like they want to, it. but what what exactly. can I do and what and what would I what can I what will I do if I how can I make it different yeah. for this child to thrive? No, it's That's it's it. so rarely I, I, I would it, say it's rarely if ever, because I do believe that teachers want to change lives. Teachers are changing lives. Uh, and every every student deserves for their life to be changed, but not always do teachers know how to change every kid's life for the better. So they just don't know. And, of course, they don't know because they, yeah, can't, is, they it, can't learn all of that at education, at, at university. In in my experience, it's not a lack of willingness from I agree. teachers. No. It's yes. not a lack of willingness. It's a lack yeah. of knowledge, for yes. sure, a lack of training, yeah. lack of knowledge, um, yeah. mm. but also a... Uh, um, it's often a, a precedent thing too. It's like we've never done that before. Mm. Yep. You go, but that doesn't mean you can't do it now. It's no. just not the way no. you've always done it. So, yeah. so reflecting on my, you know, 20, 20, almost 20 years as a teacher, any time I've been employed in the classroom, I've, I've noticed all of the frustrations about the system. And so getting out of the system was absolutely the right thing for me because now I don't yeah. have to be Jen. I don't, yeah. I don't answer to anybody really. Like, yeah, there's, um, there's no there's no toddler company line to tow. There's no system to say that you support. Uh, you know that's that's placed upon you and and the students. Yeah, um, yeah but you're right. You need to be really, really you know, cognizant of the rules that are in place, and um, you need to be a Shane Cancer. You need to be a Jen Travascus. You know, you, yeah. you need to have that knowledge and understanding because the will is there. I think you're right, but you need to have that knowledge and understanding of how it works. And, yeah, when you were speaking then, Jen, I, remind, I was reminded of a time when we were together and I was in the capacity of head of year 10 and we were talking about certain students and what we what we would do, but it just wasn't feasible like from the school's and perspective. We just hit a brick wall time and time lots again. Lots of brick walls. I was going to say exactly that. Lots and lots of brick yeah. walls and lots of, like, we'll write the proposal for how it's going to be and, you know, right. and line out a budget and do this sort of stuff and then a term has gone and you go well if I've just been able to do, and what we're talking about is not revolutionary we don't want to build a new building we don't want to take them out you know to mm. dig the road up or something like we're not doing something that requires yeah. grand permissions or money or whatever we just want to deliver the program what is right for the student yeah what the student exactly. is yeah and, wants, and, needs, but doesn't know yeah. that he or she wants yeah. or needs. And, yeah. and what's right, what's right for the student, isn't right for all of the students. So there's got to be, yeah. And and but so I guess ma- there's mainstream education, and there does, and, and lots of students do fall under that umbrella. And we can't. So 
you know, there's, there is actually, there's, there's finances caught up in this and I guess I'm putting my principal hat on here. So there is, there is kind of a system that does work for, for a lot of students, a lot of students and a lot of, and so many students are thrive, can thrive in that system. And then I talk about the rule of ones. And so then we need, we also need to be able to accommodate and facilitate and always have an equal amount of time to consider the rule of ones. And, and, and that, and that, that might be totally individualized and personalized and, and we can't be surprised by that. Oh, gee, I wasn't expecting a rule of ones. Every school has, has a rule of ones. So I'm sure that Rossbourne, which is catering for neurodiverse kids, has a rule like it has a rule of ones my school that's catering for for kids to who've fallen behind in their education and for them to thrive we've got our system and then we've got our rule of ones so you just it can't be a surprise in education there's got to be we've got to be able to to be able to work towards our rule of ones that too it can't be a surprise the the cohort that we're kind of reflecting on i'm pretty confident we're thinking about exactly i'm picturing those (laughs) Yeah, I see them too. Those, those um, fabulous, yeah. fabulous <laughs> students um, that make our lives. I, um, I yeah. learned a lot that year with those mm. those kids in Year Ten. I learned a lot. That was a really it was a, it was a growth year for me, no question. But that that cohort of kids had been together and in that school. This was their fourth year, and so oh, we're shocked that these kids with low literacy levels and low engagement yeah. and yeah. all this sort of stuff. Oh, year ten, they're pushing back and they're falling behind and they're whatever. And we're like, are you kidding? What, what is what, this boundary what? pushing that you people are engaged in? You know, step back in line. What are you doing? <laughs> right. Oh. And so when like punitive measures are the only measures these kids have experienced, and we're going, hey, maybe we go a little bit more, like. Talk yeah. to them about what they want and how they'd like to, you know, be part of the conversation. No, that's not. The no, it's like watching so, a train wreck in slow motion. I mean, it's so predictable. Oh. We can see it happening, and oh, and some of the yeah, conversations yeah. we had, Jen, around this were just, um, you know, looking back at that time now, it's oh, I'm I'm so proud that you've uh, chosen a direction that is, you know, fixing this, like actually empowering these students for whom, uh, you know, the the general. Um, schooling system isn't supporting because the, the the job of these 80 million teachers worldwide is to teach all students, not just the X the, amount that not, fit not into the, the one exactly size fits that, all rubbish. That, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And I, and I, and I actually, I, I fundamentally believe that those 80 million teachers out there want every one of those kids to be able to learn they want they absolutely fundamentally want every single one of those kids in front of them to learn um and but then those those rule of ones they're complex and they're and and it's Mm. not it's not by the book and and you can't put a plan in place and then expect that plan to just definitely work you've got to have plan a and then you've got to be willing to go hey Oh, that wasn't the right plan. What's plan B? And and how am I gonna yeah. how am I how am I gonna bring the the, the student into this? And yeah. and how am I gonna learn more? And who am I gonna learn it yeah. from? And and most definitely those kids, those the rule of ones. It takes a village. It takes an absolute enormous village yeah. and people being willing to go. Yeah. I don't know. Help me. What else can I know about you and your child? And and mm, and yeah. what what can we do differently for your student to help them thrive? Mm. Oh, you're doing. Absolutely. You are doing amazing, amazing, amazing work. work. So, how you're you're obviously um, a courageous educator, Jen. 
and I could talk to you for days and I will be continuing this conversation after this podcast most certainly. Um, so tell us how do people, how would people get in touch with you um, if they wanted to get in touch with you? Um, so, uh, yes, as said previously, website coming. Um, mm-hmm. It's not Stay tuned. But it's coming. Stay tuned. Watch this space. Yep. Um, but you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under Growth Education Support. Um, my logo is a little pencil with a leaf sticking out of it, so you'll know you found me when you see that. Um, I'm, I'm not super active and I need to be on the socials, but if you message through either Insta or um, Facebook, I'm pretty quick to respond. So Love it. Um, so Growth Education Support on Instagram or Facebook is the initial first best, first best place to find you yeah. and our long-time listeners as as your website develops they will be able to we'll let everybody know you let us know when your website is up and functional and we will send it out to our listeners because I know that in every school and in every mm. single classroom around the world we we know there are new neurodiverse kids in those classes um, who might be diagnosed and there's going to be three times more kids who are not um, diagnosed mm. with um, with anything and need our support and need our um, our lateral thinking and need mm. that that um, village to be able to get on board and, and help out. Absolutely. All right. Um, so you're not off the hook yet though, Jen. Um, we do a little thing with our um, our inspiring educators where we let you um, beat Mr. White in the alphabet game or, <laughs> I mean, whatever. Easy peasy. I am. I am. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> whatever will be will this be. This isn't a lay down I'm going to push back and win one of these days. Yeah, we'll see it. All right, so let's let's, let's do a score check. Um, Oh, do we must? I feel like we should. I don't know. I'm I'm not good with numbers. Uh, What do you think the score check is, Whiteman? Oh, I can't remember. It's 1-0 to our inspiring stories, in case you're wondering. All right, this is the the way it works, Jen. (laughs) I'm going to give you a... Um, I'm going to give you a subject and you're going and a letter and you're going to give me an answer to that. It's, For example, it's categories. It's categories. Isn't it's it? categories. That's basically what it is. Yep. Yep. I yep. believe Got so. It. So I'm going to say, for example, um, name something on a teacher's desk starting with E. And you would envelope think very quickly and you would say envelope. Exactly Electri- right. Electric calculator. I would also take that, but I would take Jen's envelope first because she quite clearly said it yes. Yes. All right. We all understand the game. All right. Here we go. These better be good questions. I've been working for days on this. <laughs> I don't believe that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Are we ready? Are you right, Jenny? Jen? Ready. Ready to go. You are ready. All right. Ready. Here, here we go. All right. Name a vegetable. Starting with E. Eggplant. What E? Oh, just a second. What's I'm going to listen. I, you did. You absolutely did. It came through. I'm just going to listen to the replay just a second. Um, mm. I'm just, just pressing some <laughs> buttons. Oh, I'm pretty so confident. I can, so I I'm can hear it back. <laughs> I got the bob of the head for sure. Eggplant. So that's me. That's my voice. All right. That's so the voice. point goes to... 
we just got um, from the our producer. He <laughs> has said that? Uh, that was the producer. Our producer thinking it's it's profound. Mm. He said that that point goes to Jen. Oh, All right. <laughs> it's a stitch up. It it's was, a stitch up. When you when you listen <laughs> when you listen back to this. I know, Mr. I know. You do, you do some, you do some audio wizardry, and all of a sudden, no, it was a, it was, it was. Some might say dead tie, but the producer has said definitely the point goes um, to Jen. Okay. All right, here we go. Are we ready? Ready. Name name something that you would find in a theatre, starting with D. Director. Oh. Yeah, stop. Oh, I was going to say dancer. I'm so, I'm so disappointed. The, well the amount of time you spend in a theatre. Oh, boy. All right. So our, our producer I'm happy says. With that. Okay, okay. That point, that, that point definitely goes to Mr. White. <laughs> Disappointing. All right. Well, director of uh, choreography would have been also accepted, I'm sure. It would, I don't think that's a word. Have. I don't think that's a title. Okay. All right. All right. Tiebreaker. Here tiebreaker. we go. Tiebreaker. Here we go. All right, name something to do in Pennsylvania starting with P. Pirates game. I was going to. Perfect roll. Oh, that's good. There you go. The that's winner. I, you know what? I don't I don't have a clue. But, Jen, I'm sure that. that there is a Pirates game. I will look it up later. I am certain. They're the, they're the baseball team. Pets of a Pirates, you're right. I could have right. said the yes. Penguins as well. That's the hockey team, the NHL oh, team. You would have got double points. That's right. So I did do a, a little bit of research, and I did know there was lots of things in Pete. Or you could have even said the Pennsylvanian enter anything here. But. I'm oh, going to take. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm taking yeah. the. I'm taking the pirates. Right. Um, and that more, is more a, questions. More questions. That, no, no, no. That's just a solid win to Jen. Is so that it? That's it. Yeah. Two, oh, two versus me. one. That's how maths works, Mr. White. Well, I know. <laughs> I'm an English teacher. Yeah. You're an <laughs> English teacher. Um, well done, Jen. Good work. Right. Well done. Well done. So that I guess that that, that score is two nil now to our uh, oh. our inspiring teachers and our inspiring stories. All right, so before we let you go, Jen, tell me again what your socials are so that we, our listeners can um, check in on your socials. So on both Facebook and Instagram, I'm just growth education support. Um, I think growth. it's one word even. No, Beautiful. No spaces. Love it. Growth education support on Instagram and Great. Facebook. So um, to our listeners out there on Teachers Change Lives podcast, um, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on uh, on Facebook. So Teachers Change Lives podcast. Uh, we um, we're we're picking up speed on the TikTok, Mister White. Um, the TikTok. Our, the TikTok is um, quite liking us right now. So it is TCL podcast underscore podcast, I believe, on the TikTok, and they're quite enjoying our teaching tales and our wisecracks, which is very cool. Uh, and we're also on YouTube and on all um, social, all of the podcasting platforms. So um, please 
wherever you are listening to us right now, um, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode and give us a five-star rating. Yep. Or you could leave us rev- a review. Uh, is anybody saying anything about us, Mr. White? My goodness, I wish I hadn't asked you that question because if the answer is no. <laughs> well, it's okay. You're oh. so, so many people have said so many great things. Let me just pluck one out at random here. Uh, here's one. Shaz and Mr. White have a great vibe brewing here. Witty banter discussing meaningful work. Great combo. Keep them coming. Thank you, Joe Dan Sykes. Good job. Oh, thank you so much, Joe. Thanks for listening. Yes. Spread, spread the word. Um, if you have a weekly wisecrack that you want to um, rival Mr. White, then, or if you have a teaching tale, so these are those crazy, wacky, mad stories. I reckon you've got one, Jen, and I can't wait for you to send it through to Teachers Change Lives Podcast at gmail.com so we can share any of those those super cool stories that can only come out of the out of the mouths of children um where they say the the craziest things um so we would love you to send that through thank you so much jen for sharing your story today and the amazing work that you're doing with kids thanks jen great stuff for inviting me it's been fun anytime we might have to have you on again for a sequel Uh, thank thank you also to video pro for providing our awesome recording equipment uh thank you for caring about teachers and the and for supporting the ability to celebrate the great work that teachers do i couldn't agree more um i want to say um a massive shout out and thank you to any of our teachers out there working in special assistance schools, working with our beautifully biodiverse kids um, who are just adding such value to this world. Amazing learners, very capable learners. I also want to um, shout out their parents because I know it's a it's a complicated, uh, really complicated world to navigate and you're doing an amazing job and thank you. You're the greatest advocate for your child and these students and your schools want to connect with you. And, um, and thank you, Jen, once again, for being that um, conduit between those families and the schools so that we can make sure that the messages aren't distorted along the way and that we can make sure that every child can thrive in all of our schools. You're a legend, Jen, Mr. White, you are a legend. Uh, You're a legend, Chaz. Stop it. Uh, stop it. You stop it. All right. <laughs> we, will, um, we will see you all next week. Thank you so much. Love you, teachers. Keep up Love the good you work. Teachers. See you, Jen. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.